0: All right. This is Vision of Zion, episode number three. The date is July sixteenth, 2022. I just have a few housekeeping matters before we get into the material today. First of all, my voice is shot. I don't know what happened. If I inhaled something in my throat, I can't get rid of it. But Either I'm going to postpone this or just, you know, plot ahead. So I decided to plot ahead given the limitations I have. And I apologize again. Also, I've been working on the sound quality for the podcast. I had a couple settings wrong on my microphone. I've got that fixed now. So shouldn't have any more problems. Uh, also, I want you to know that I do uh, videotape these episodes, but on episode two, I try to add all the scriptures and do screenshots and i found the production time was so significant that i couldn't put these out fast enough so either you're just going to look at my face while i'm talking because i have my picture in the bottom corner when i'm recording and having things hopefully that i can put on the screen or i'll just do the audio for now so that i can get these out because it's more important to get the material out than it is to have these visual uh, items but i do want it visual because i can post it on youtube or other places. And, uh, so just, those are a few things here just to bear with me and I thank you for listening so far. So something interesting happened this morning. First of all, it's a Saturday morning. I woke up at 5 30 AM thinking about doing these podcasts and getting and sharing information that I mentioned in podcasts, one I've been kind of interested in hoping to do for a long time. I'm having some equipment issues. My computer shut off today, and I had to restart and reset everything. So my voice is shot. Uh, but we're just gonna we're just gonna keep going. So I'm going to tell some personal stories. First of all, I I pray about what I should talk about, and I need to do more of that and really say the things that I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to say. So, if it were me talking today, what I would want to talk about are end times and the scriptural support for what's going to happen. That's what I want to talk about, right? But then I pray and I get a whole different impression. So it doesn't really matter what I want to do, I have to follow the Spirit. And sometimes the Spirit wants me to get personal with experiences in my life or illustrations. So. I'm just going to go with it instead of trying to control the information. And I I want to tell you a story about this. This will help to help you understand why I have to do it this way. Many years ago now, about 30 years ago, wow, where'd that go? I was preparing for a talk in church. I was asked to speak and in our church, we use lay members of the church to address the congregation and sometimes our leaders will get up and talk but on most Sundays it's people from the audience people that are members of of that congregation or we call them wards for example but the congregation is a more universal term so I was asked to talk and I was not given a, a an assignment of you know a topic a lot of times they'll say we want you to talk about this or that for example last year they asked me to talk about uh the constitution of the united states and it, it being an inspired document and 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 a, a talk that was given in one of our general conferences so that this on this occasion i wasn't given a topic My computer just crashed again so anyway so there was no topic given so i was prayerfully asking the lord throughout the week what should i talk about on sunday and at some point during the week, <clears throat> I got this distinct impression <clears throat> that <clears throat> I shouldn't prepare any talk topic. The impression I got was that I was supposed to just wing it when I got up on the stand. Well, it's kind of nervous about that. I usually have have a prepared talk. I have my talking points on a piece of paper or I mean, I don't usually write out a talk word for word, but I will have talking points. And this time the spirit said, you know, not to do that. And I, and I, so I told the spirit, okay, I'm just going to pray and think and ponder and see what happens. So I got up on the stand that day, I was with another speaker. Usually I have two speakers, uh, during the, what we call the sacrament meeting, where we partake of the sacrament of our Lord and savior. And, uh, while I was up on the stand, I was the second speaker. And as I was sitting there, listening to the first speaker, I started having thoughts come to my mind about what I should talk about, thankfully. And so I got up and gave, I guess what you'd call an impromptu, a talk. And I really felt the spirit while I was doing it. It was a really good experience. So fast forward, I was talking to my roommate at the time. I wasn't married at the time and I had a roommate. And he shared a similar experience where he had played music at an Easter uh, Easter week for a congregation in Idaho and how he didn't play a piece of music, he just made up the music while he was playing and how the audience responded or the congregation responded was amazing. And they couldn't believe he hadn't, he didn't write it down or he hadn't had a prepared piece and people had wanted copies of what he did. And he didn't have a copy to give because it was all impromptu. And then he said to me, he said, you'll never be the same again about how you're supposed to speak or teach. So I I share that with you because if I get a feeling like I shouldn't go off of prepared notes, or if the spirit tells me a topic I should cover, I'm just going to do it. I find that it's more, more valuable. So here I am this morning, excited to talk about Zion. excited to talk about, I wanted to talk about Revelation 12. And as I prayed in preparation for today, I got a different impression of what to talk about. So that's the background. I'm going to talk about healing and I'm going to go back to some comments I made in the last podcast. I mentioned that in our church the church of jesus christ latter-day saints that there is a man within each stake now we have various congregations but let's say you've got about 10 congregations that would form a stake s-t-a-k-e and the analogy is a stake in the ground holding up the tent of zion right or the tent of the church and so we call them stakes firmly planted in the ground to hold up this big tent and this there's a person called in that state to be a patriarch and we believe that these are people are very spiritual people called with among our congregations who can uh, receive inspiration from the lord and give a person a blessing about in most cases of future events that will occur so when i was 16 i decided that i wanted to have a patriarchal blessing given to me and the process is you go interview with the bishop you uh, so make sure you're ready for it and this wonderful man actually a patriarch was living in the congregation <clears throat> and he was friendly and called by the stake leadership to hold this role so What they do is they since then is they put your their hands on your head and they pronounce a blessing and they record it on a tape recorder that gets transcribed. In the couple of cases that I've seen was transcribed by the wife or maybe by the person or patriarch giving the blessing. And then you get it typed up and you get it sent to you in the mail when you get it and you get to read it over and keep it your whole life and one of the things that my blessing said now remember i'm 16 right i mean i don't even know i don't know hardly anything about anything let alone myself what my future holds what my life will be like no i don't have a crystal ball i don't know but i do have faith that these men who are called they usually fast Which means they skip meals to to draw themselves closer to the spirit and they get they do a lot of preparation to give these blessings and so i so he laid his hands on my head and he gave me a blessing and one of the things that he said again i'm 16 right he said that i that i would have the gift of healing and like many things in my blessing, that was just out of the clear blue sky. Never, I never given anybody a blessing, uh, let alone a healing blessing. And why? Well, because I was sixteen, I didn't have the priesthood that was required to give blessings. Uh, I'm going to read you a scripture about healing. That comes from the Bible. This is James chapter five, verses fourteen and 15 is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the lord shall raise him up and if he have committed sins they shall be forgiven him let me go over some of those points Uh, The blessings of healing are done by elders of the church. This is an office in the priesthood and in our church, to be an elder, you have to be ordained by someone else who has the priesthood and you have to be at least 18 years old. So I was 16. I never performed a healing blessing because I wasn't even old enough to be an elder. And it also says in here that you anoint with oil. And I'll tell you how we do it in our church. In our church, giving a blessing of healing is a two-step process. Step, and it usually involves, if you can find two brethren who hold the Melchizedek priesthood, that's the higher priesthood, or the, where the office of elder resides is within the Melchizedek priesthood. And the way that it works for us is first we have consecrated oil. Well, what is that? That is uh, pure olive oil. That has been consecrated for the purpose of healing the sick. So before we even perform a blessing, we get oil. We usually put it in a small vial. Some people even have them on their keychain, little small vial with a screw top on it. You can carry it with you. But some have it in a squeeze bottle, and you keep it in the refrigerator to keep the oil uh, fresh or keep it from going rancid. And and but anyway, the point is we bless the oil and we consecrate and set it apart for the healing of the sick and then now that's the consecrated oil we keep it separate apart from any other oil source and then when someone needs a blessing what we do is we take some of the oil and we put a couple drops on the crown of the forehead and the first person the first elder will lay their hands on the head of the person call them by their name state the authority by which it is being performed and then tell them that they're being Anointed with oil that has been consecrated and set apart for the healing of the sick, and they close the prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. The second person, now, so they take their hands off the head, and then the men, the priesthood holders, put their hands on the head of the of this uh, sick and afflicted person. And the second blessing, they also call the person by name, state the authority by which that is being done, and then and confirm the anointing that has taken place upon the person's head and then if the spirit prompts you you can give them words of um, counsel or or command them things to happen with regard to their health and then you close that blessing in the name of jesus christ as well okay. now since since that time since when I was uh, made an elder two years after that I've had opportunities to with other with others um, perform these healing blessings and I have seen remarkable things happen first of all and I've given blessings that don't involve oil like a blessing of comfort doesn't involve healing necessarily so you can give a blessing for uh, those types of things and not all blessings need to have oil Um, if you're giving a father's blessing like for my kids when they go to school every year before the school starts I'll I have a privilege of giving my children a blessing and I will tell you that I learn more about my kids when my hands are on their head through the spirit of the Lord than I learn in my daily interaction because you see your children uh, through the eyes of the spirit and the eyes of the Lord and it's a remarkable thing and we've kind of taken in the last few years to to also recording the blessing so that they can listen to it later now my wife has had some health issues (laughs) we all have health issues but she is very open to uh, receiving blessings and she will ask me you know regularly when needed I need a blessing and then usually my son is available he also holds the priesthood and so we'll lay our hands upon her head and give her a blessing and I've gotten all kinds of impressions during a blessing over the years um the scariest one I ever did was when, and I was, this is again, about 30 years ago, about that same period of time, when I was told to give that talk without preparing notes, I laid my hands on a woman and uh, the spirit said, bless her ears. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if she has an ear problem. I I had no information about her. And so I did. I said, I blessed her ears and I'm like, oh Lord, I hope I said the right thing. And, uh, I gave her a blessing and I said, after the blessing, did you have, do you have an ear problem? And then she told me she did. And that was, uh, a leap for me, a leap of faith. Now I want to show you an example where I don't know what happened to this one, but, uh, we were, I had a church calling where we were, when you give people a calling in the church, we set them apart. That's what we call Give them a blessing and give them a spiritual reassurance that the lord's going to help them and speak whatever words come into our heart so at this point i was in a stake mission presidency which means it's the part of the the local uh leaders who are responsible for teaching people who want to learn more about the gospel. And I was in this presidency as a counselor, and we called a man from his congregation to be a local missionary, which we call a ward missionary. And I had my hands on his head and the Spirit said, tell him that his family is going to be converted through his, you know, efforts. And so I said it because I felt it. and the man after the blessing stood up and said, I don't know what you mean by that. And he said, My family, they're all members of the church. And I just shrugged and I said, I d I don't know what it meant. And it kind of caused me to doubt myself. I talked to my the, the president of the the mission the, the stake mission president. I said, Did I do something wrong? I that's what I was told to say. And he said, No, 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 you were told to say it, and it was just good that you said it. <clears throat> so I don't know if someone in his family needed you know, to be more converted or, or maybe I misunderstood the spirit, but doggone it, I'm going to say it if I feel it. And I'm going to take the heat. And here's the reason, because when you're giving a blessing, I have found that if I don't say what comes into my heart, when I'm doing it, that it will disappear and the inspiration will end. So I always try and say what, what the feelings are that are coming. And I may not always understand or interpret them correctly, but I really, really try. And, um, if you, if you try and cut off the spirit, it's going to be pointless. You're not going to be effective or, or do anything that's going to help anybody. So those are some important lessons. Um, so I was told to talk about healing and I felt like I should talk about those experiences, what it's like to give a blessing, uh, to summarize. The Lord knows his children when you are giving a blessing you are a conduit or should be a conduit for the Holy Spirit now sometimes I lay my hands on someone's head and I don't get much of anything or it'll be super practical advice you know and I just for myself I try and talk until the Spirit stops giving me promptings or ideas to say so Uh, If you don't mind, I'm going to share again some more personal stories about this. My wife, uh, one time, a year or two ago, she's feeling terrible. She asked for a blessing. And I said to her in the blessing, because it came into my heart and mind, I said, you need potassium. I didn't say, you're healed, rise up and walk. I was giving her advice. And as soon as I had that impression, we went down to the store and got some sports drinks. We learned some other ways to take care of low potassium but um, sometimes the things that uh, will heal a person are just advice you need to do this you need to do that you need to go see a doctor you need to get uh, take potassium and i don't question it because that's what the spirit is saying to do Um, it may not be what people expect in a healing blessing but if there are things that will heal people that are available, why wouldn't the Lord say, you know, do this or do that? And so there's been many times when when giving my wife a blessing, I will have these <clears throat> thoughts come in about specific things to say. And uh, it's quite interesting when it happens. Uh, sometimes I'll have things come for several minutes. Sorry, I turned my phone off here. It's beeping on me. Yeah, so sometimes all things come in rapid succession. Sometimes only one thing will come. Uh, I don't have any control over, over it. Well, if I maybe if I prepared better every time. <clears throat> but a lot of times you're on the spot, right? You have to do it right then and there. Now, uh, when I say, you know, we're called upon to give blessings, another thing that's important to know, and, and also I'll well, say this too, is sometimes I feel like like, uh, before there's a surgery or before there's a medical procedure, uh, I get called upon to give a blessing to my family members. And a lot of times it's just an assurance that it all go well. Um, I'm thinking recently, cause I gave a couple blessings this week. I had, <clears throat> my wife had to go to the emergency room in the first part of the week. And it was very intense. And one of the assurances was that she would have a full recovery and man, she's done so much better in the last five or six days. So I know that getting a reassurance in a, in a blessing of healing is really comforting. Um, so there's all kinds of ways the priesthood can work. And this is what I wanted to say a second ago that I skipped over. Um, you know, I'm not a perfect person. I'm a sinner like everybody else. You don't have to be perfect to give a blessing. The fact of the matter is that the Lord is much more concerned about the person you're giving a blessing to than they are about you. And yes, it's important to be a conduit, but when you're called upon to give a blessing, don't think you have to have you know perfection in your heart um, the Lord's going to bypass your imperfection and use you to bless his children and if you're the one available then you do it if you have something to repent of you repent of it as soon as you can but it even is a motivational thing to stay worthy and to um, repent of any sins because clearly the grace of the Lord is more is greater than your level of righteousness. So I know that uh, I don't want people to think that I'm a holier than thou person. No, not at all. And I'm not even saying that you have to have the gift of healing um, to, uh, to give a blessing. Gifts of healing can be earned, it can be given to anybody. Uh, but I'm sure the Lord had to tell me about it so that I would have more confidence that I could do it and you first the first few times you do it it can be kind of nerve-wracking right because you've never done it before but it gets easier all right the next thing I want to talk about is this the word healing Um, the whole plan of salvation is about being reconciled to the Lord isn't it I hope that this information has been helpful to you I hope that you will call upon the elders as the book of james talks about to receive a healing blessing uh don't be afraid to record it so you can listen to it later for those of you who are members of the church of jesus christ or if you have a similar tradition in your church you know seek out a blessing that someone can under this influence of the holy spirit tell you about your future life and get that blessing i think you'll find it will be a wonderful addition and give you and provide guideposts for you throughout your life thank you for listening see you on the next podcast